Synthaholics, thank you so much for downloading this episode. Today we are back on the expanse. We are here, myself, Aaron O'Brien, and David Duncan. What's up, Dave? Could you pass me a cigarette? I think I don't have enough cancer yet. I need more cancer. I need more cancer. So uh, this week we are talking about the episodes Critical Mass and season finale Leviathan Wakes. and Which is the name um, of the first book. Yes. Uh, this week, uh, Holly can't be with us. She's with her family at the moment, uh, but she did, uh, pop in for a minute and record her thoughts and we'll, uh, refer to that in a here and after we get through our story breakdown, but, um, fun, uh, fun getting to this, uh, point on the story. I mean, I think we were saying last episode how great it was to see Miller and the Rosatante, uh, crew meet up. We're finally and, together. You know, and yeah, we don't have to flip flop anymore. We're just, we're in one spot now. Well, we get the Christian thing, but oh, yeah. and sometimes the Fred Johnson. Yeah, but I mean, we're not flip flopping between the the two main heroes, the the, the Miller and the and the Holden. Right, Holden exactly. Miller. So um, yeah, so we we. Um, uh, for for this episode, the first one comes up here, Critical Mass. This is Season 1, Episode 9. First aired February 2nd, 2016. And uh, we start, we get the whole backstory of everything that happened that we were wondering what the fuck happened. So we start uh, Miller talking about his kind of like theory about how uh, the Anubis comes and gets rid of the scapulae and then the Canterbury and all the other shit that starts happening. So he's got this whole thing kind of worked out. And then we get um, this asteroid where the scapulae is waiting to uh, intercept the, this, the ship, the Anubis. And Julie Mao is on the ship. And they're all OPA. So they're, you know, whatever you want to call them. We're all belt up, loaders. Know, belters, but they're like, you know... Um, I don't want to call them terrorists, but they're definitely military operations kind of thing. Well, it, and, well the OPA operates on various levels. They're like semi-terrorist organizations. They're also uh, an allegiance, and they're also a budding uh, third empire sort of kind of. Right. Uh, you know, you know, they're a lot of different things. The OPA is kind of cons- uh, bringing the trying to bring trying to organize the belt. Right, I kind of think of them as, um, you know, like on in uh, you know Israel Palestine, how the Palestinians have um, the Hamas, and um, you know how they're kind of like viewed a little bit like a terrorist organization, but they also have different functions than just terrorism. So um, there's definitely a military aspect, but there's also other parts of it as well. So, well, I mean, I think the terrorism aspect of the OPA is more. Um 
fringe people or people who are far away from the central core of the OPA? I mean, well, I, we we saw the the riots on uh, series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but riots aren't necessarily terrorism. I guess. I mean, no, they're, they're but not- there's, but there's, I mean, like uh, we see, you know, what's his name gets uh, gets spiked through the heart. He gets uh, Dracula'd. Well, you know, but there's also, but the thing is, I mean, there's peaceful protesting, and there's, and then there's the, then there's the couple assholes. Sure, right, right. Yeah. You, you, so, know, you know, you know what I mean. Like, not in everyone, all things in life, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, not everyone who's protesting is a horrible yes. is a horrible person. Um, yeah. But there they are just, horrible pe- people protesting. People, yeah, you know, they can do some bad things, yeah, so, right? Right. So I mean, like, just because they're rioting or you're just they're just you know clamoring for their rights or whatever, it doesn't mean. You know they're all bad, but you know you do have the asset with the giant uh, uh, rebar gun. Sure, um, but so the OPA on the Scapuli are hunting down this stealth ship, the Anubis, and uh, the stealth ship just takes over the uh, Scapuli in a second. It's not even a thing, and they get uh, they they're just they just get rid of everybody on the crew. But with uh, Julie Mao, they're like, oh, that one's. You know, you don't want to do anything with that. Just lock her up in this room here. The, the guy that got spaced, I think his name was Dave in the book. Dave! They <laughs> spaced me. Dave's not here. Um, I'm very cold right now. <laughs> no, not really. It's so hot in Buffalo. Extremely <laughs> hot. Well, you know, just think of your coldest day, you know. Back when we worked at the Yahoo, when it was like negative 40 or whatever those couple days. Oh, my God. I know. Some pretty cold days. Some really bad days. So yeah, think about those days. So yeah, they're um, she's trapped on the um, she is trapped on the Anubis, and uh, you don't know even what happened to the crew. She hears noises and stuff, but she doesn't know what happened. And then she, she finally breaks out, and then she sees that she goes to the engineering, and she sees this blue glow, and she screams in terror when she sees the reactor, and all these people are fused inside the reactor. With Julie, this- join us. We are the Borg. Join us, Julie. Um, Richard Nixon, is that you? <laughs> I am not a crook. <laughs> Are you uh, a head in a jar? Are we in Futurama now? No, this is the wrong franchise. Oh no! Actually, you know, it could be the same franchise. We don't know. We haven't seen new. We haven't seen that part of New New York. We're not that far ahead in the future, but oh, possibly. Oh, we're not Futurama time yet. Damn. Yeah, I don't think so yet. Um. So Julie takes uh, the shuttle, uh, the Anubis 1A, off of the Anubis and goes to Aerostation. This whole time she's uh, she's going under the name Lionel Pulaski, and she's trying to call Anderson Dawes, and he just will not answer her phone calls. <laughs> and uh, she stumbles through um, Aerostations to get to the Blue Falcon Hotel, and this is where she just starts going through this awful... Physical, physical change while this um, uh, bio weapon thing just takes over her. Man, I don't have to wear clothes anymore. It's growing all over all this, the private bits. The naughty bits. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Who would have thought? And, and then we get uh, the we get the uh, when uh, Detective Miller, Holden, Naomi, Amos, and Alex come through the door. And find Julie there in the bathroom, and Miller is just so upset. I mean, know. like the way the scene played out, it was really cool. Like it, it almost seemed like it could have just have happened, 
But I mean, it yeah. was probably a long time. But I mean, like mm-hmm. it would have been it would have been even crazier if it just had happened. Just like, before they just, they yeah, walked just in, they showed up, and she just like yeah, like just just finally died right then and there. Yeah, I I, I mean, it, I don't. Yeah, it doesn't think it would matter either way, other than her just being more um, infective, infectish to the people. Well, I mean, just just like the the tragedy of it, like they just get there, like especially for Miller, because Miller's like you know basically in love with her at this point. I mean, right. like, I mean, Anderson <clears throat> Dawes said so, but. Uh, at first, you're like guess, you're like there's more to it, but yeah, 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 but it, it, yeah, it's like it's like it's like it, he's just he's just playing Anderson Dawes, but there but there is something to that what he says. He's, yeah, Dawes is I not wrong. Right. No, he's not wrong, and Miller definitely has gotten like obsessed with her, and he's kind of like just you know thinking about. I don't know. It's weird. It's he's just he's his head's just thinking about Julian. You know, like. He wants to save her, wants to help her, but he doesn't even know what he's in for. Yeah, like when he gets to the hotel, he does. He doesn't even know what she she what she has been through. Oh yeah, it's it's he, he just thinks he's coming to save her. He doesn't know that she's dead, and I, I think it would have just been heartbreak even more. I mean, I, I'm reading the book, so I guess I'll find out how long it was in between. But I mean, the events of the expanse, like they've been happening all together. So she could have just died. I mean, cause yeah, I mean, relatively, probably within a week or so. So, I mean, but yeah, she, I mean, she's, I would say a couple days or at least a, at least a day or so she's been in there like that. So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so Julie's room, she's all taken over with these, um, crystals growing out of her and the proto molecule. Yeah. And then, uh, we meet, uh, they go, they leave the room and then they go down to the lobby where this is where we see semi semi is like kind of like what the fuck happened and when he sees miller walk out he's i don't like, have a broom big enough for all the shit right. here yeah exactly and he's like um like i can't i can't just like just make this go away you know like what the fuck happened and he tells miller you know it's like to lay low while he tries to clean up the mess and so when uh they leave then we get this uh um scientist uh, anthony dresden and his uh, operatives show up, and they're to, here to get Julie Mao, and they're taking over the whole crime scene. So, Semi's no longer needed. So, uh, Dresden is in there. Your services are no longer required. <laughs> Your services are no longer required. Right, exactly. And then Dresden uh, says that Julie's body um, is uh, w- what's happening is uh, is an airborne. He says, but if it's wet, don't touch it. <laughs> So uh, he's taking samples from Julie's body, and he's kind of going through the whole thing. And um, it's like he then he says, um, "Prepare the injections." So that sounds creepy. And then at least um, it's not airborne. Okay. Dresden then calls uh, Julie's uh, father, uh, Jules Pierre Mao, and tells her the news that daughter's dead. But we got lucky. Because we got the whole proto-molecule and the injections are, are being prepared. And says, just give us the uh, the okay and we'll we'll go ahead and start. And, and Mao calls him back and says, proceed as planned. So do Mao, it. Do it now. Don't let Mao me die is, for nothing. Mao is behind some pretty awful shit. So. Mr. Meow. <laughs> meow. 
then uh, elsewhere in Eros, we have uh, Holden and Miller and the rest of the uh, Rosdante's crew uh, kind of going through uh, the, the area, trying to like get their heads together, what, what just happened. When all of a sudden, we get an announcement that there's a radiation breach, uh, and their ship it, uh, ship it exploded or something in the... And it started this radiation. One of the ships and one of the other um, ship holds had exploded, and, and thankfully it wasn't to the Rosie. But um, right, this this explosion has locked down everything. And funny enough, uh, a lot of the fake policemen here are uh, those o- OPA members who uh, stabbed. Uh, All right. Yes, yeah, stabbed. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Miller's. Miller's partner. <laughs> Miller's partner back on series, right? Yeah. But on, um, so yeah, so these are uh, CPM uh, police officers or goons, basically, and uh, they are um, trying to give them iodine supplement so they can, um, uh, you know, survive uh, this radiation. But what we find out pretty much later is that that's not what they're doing they're giving they're giving him the injections of this protomolecule yeah we're gonna we're gonna accelerate this growth with some good old-fashioned radiation yeah exactly it's pretty pretty insane so um yeah so this uh, cpm uh, uh people uh, the the security are doing uh, giving them all these shots and um from there, uh, Miller sees Dresden, and he recognizes him from a recording in uh, Phoebe Station. So he's like, oh, I'm going to go after that guy. And uh, Miller goes after him, but Holden goes with him. And when he's going to take the shot at Dresden, um, basically uh, Holden kind of like stops him, and uh, they get into kind of like a fist fight. We don't kill and, people. What are you, what are you doing? Amos kills uh, people. Amos kills people, right? And then uh, yeah, Miller and Holden are while they're fighting. One of the CPM cops comes uh, comes and kind of stops them from fighting, and that's when they kind of like uh, tackle the CPM and see like what's going on, what what's happening here, and um, they get some information because the, the guy's just a goon; he doesn't know what's happening. Good old and, goons, and they go to a um, uh, like a an area that's uh, like a doorway. They shoot, I, they shoot the goon, don't they? Just to get him to cooperate with them. <laughs> they shoot the goon to get him to cooperate. And then they use his injury as like, Oh, well, t- tell us where your base is. Yeah. And then he go to the, this area where there's this room and there's all these people that are just like, just, they're all sick in this room. There's gotta be like 30 people or more. And they're like, what did we find here? And then buzz and the light shoots on. And they are just bombarded with radiation. Bombardment. Wasn't that a Simpsons episode? That was. A Bombardment. Bombardment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just quoted a Simpsons episode. I think so. I, I think I think you sent me the bombardment video a long time ago. Did I? <laughs> yeah, bombardment. It's just great. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny. Um so yeah, so I was actually thinking about bombardment the other day, <laughs> and then you said bombardment. So I was like, yes, bombardment, bombardment. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then, um, yeah. So we're they're they're just been uh, just yeah, hit with this huge radiation thing, and like Holden turns to Miller and is like, yeah, basically we're dead. We are dead. We had enough radiation to kill us. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So the uh, end. then. At the end, 
so uh, then we go uh, to back uh, to Earth is Christian, and he uh, she visits Franklin DeGraff's um, widowed husband Craig, and uh, she's uh, Craig's not very happy to see Christian, and she's like, "I'm not really happy about you." Is it Craig just like the male Karen? Uh, well, maybe, but Daniel but Craig. you you but you know, <laughs> but you did uh, definitely. Um, Christian she, had a she, Christian had a hand in in what was happening oh, here. Yeah. She earned getting male Karen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe he's more of like a Jenny Craig, just going on diets. Maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Gotta but anyway, gotta eat the kale. She, she finds uh, Christian goes to his, uh, says, "I just need to say goodbye," and goes to Frank's study and finds these three sharpened pencils in his desk and I'm takes a, them. I'm a pencil thief. <laughs> And these are data drives. Um, pretty crazy. It's like it documents everything he was writing. Like there's actually like when she downloads the information, you actually see like handwritten notes. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's totally weird. So um, and then on Tycho Station, we get Fred Johnson. He's kind of like practicing a speech and he gives us broadcast. And it basically says that. uh we you know, did not shoot this president. Yeah, you're basically saying that. Yeah, I know you're blaming me for a lot of this shit, but it's not me. I said I got this data cube taken from a uh, Martian uniform uh, that was on the Doniger, and it uh, basically t- and it has an analysis of everything that happened with the Doniger, and the attacks uh, were advanced stealth fighters that were built on Earth in the Bush Naval Shipyards. Oops. So, so and I then know they call me the butcher, but it's only because I'm so good at preparing beef. <laughs> it's what for dinner. So yeah, so that's how the episode ends with everyone watching this, like Christian and everyone from the UN, and uh, pretty um, you know, pretty intense. You know, the ending of that, you're like, oh shit. So yeah, they don't know. hold punches on the expanse. It's it's pretty good. Right. Right. And then we uh, jump to the episode uh, Leviathan Awakes. And this is uh, episode 10, the very last episode of season one. And uh, <clears throat> we're, we're back on Eros with the radiation shutdown. And they kind of talk and say, hey, this has got to be all bullshit. Uh, and we got to find, uh, we're with Semi, and then he says, we got to find the, the mech shafts that the OPAs used. And, um, and we got to, you know, we got to get down there. And these people kind of show up and like, can you take us with us? So they're oh. like, oh, come on. Oh, one thing we forgot to mention from the previous episode is that Holden told the only three hours. If you don't oh, see yeah. him in three hours, GTFO. Yeah, just get get out. Get out as fast as you can. Uh, then we jump to Miller and Holden, and they are found a medicine cabinet, and they're kind of raiding it, and they're getting uh, taking like just medications to keep them alert, keep them moving. Uh yeah, and uh, it's like glue, just so their cells don't fall apart as fast. Yeah, as I think even Holden says, like, "So we hold together while our insides turn to goo or turn to mush or something like that." <laughs> Pretty so. much, yeah. Yeah. So. And they're like, "Can your ship fix us?" I don't know. Maybe it's got a med bay. It's Martian. They got advanced mm-hmm. magic on Martian ships. It's possible. Like the coffee is so magic. It's a coffee's to be, to be tasted. It's it's to die for. It's like this worth the radiation I just got. <laughs> I, I need to get there just so I can have one more last cup before I die. Absolutely. Um, uh, then we jump back to 
the Blue Falcon Motel where Julie Mao's dead body is, and uh, uh, Dresden's there taking samples. And he's kind of talking about how children's disappoint, but you know, they, but not her. She's going to save us all. So he is so uh, romantic about this corpse and so this, weird. Yeah. This molecule that's going to change the world. Right. Exactly. Uh, then we jump over to Miller and uh, Holden and Miller's throwing up blood and they hear gunshots in the distance and um, uh, and they're like kind of like getting ready to hide and stuff like that. You know, for, hide in their kitty arcade for these uh, uh, CPM guys. And uh, he kind of says, like, I never shot anyone before. <laughs> and, uh, and Miller's like, you're just kind of like a clueless person. And keeps on getting caught in trouble, aren't you? And I'm like, mm. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, so they hide in this gaming room, and um, and he and uh, he's going to blast his way out of there with these CPM guys. And Holden's like, "There's got to be another way. There's got to be an access panel to somewhere else. We got to find something." He says, "We got to like think like outside the box. We got to you know just not blast our way out." And um, I don't know. Miller kind of goes on his rant, like say like. He says that hopes for earthers and idiots or something like that. And he's like, you know, we belters always know that the game's stacked against us. It was never it's never gonna be, you know, fair, it's never gonna be right. And um and then he starts reminiscing on how he grew up in one of these like game Arcade. areas. Yeah. And and him and Semi were childhood friends and like they used to steal coins until they couldn't get their uh, hands in there or, or into the machines anymore. So. I don't want to grow up. Don't want to grow up. I'm <laughs> Toys R Us kid. I want to <laughs> stick my hand in and take what they got. <laughs> and uh, and then he makes this like a point. It's like uh, he said that Semi said that we should join the police. He says it's better to be the boot than be the one getting kicked. And and then uh, what's his uh, uh, Holden says and he says what are you now? And then he didn't answer. And all of a sudden, Julie shows up. This is the first time he sees Julie. Julie's kind of like haunting him now. He's like, yeah, which one are you? Damn it, girl. You're dead. You're not wearing your pasties anymore. Put those back. <laughs> and then uh, one of the CPN goons walk away from the group and enter into the gaming. And they hide under one of the tables. And he's playing the game. And he actually wins some coin. And they all start falling down. And when he crouches down to grab the coin, he sees Holden under the table. And then uh, Miller just jumps into action and just starts choking this guy out until I think he breaks his neck. So yeah, and kills so. the CPM. And Holden's kind of like, what the fuck? I, we just killed this guy. So Holden's never had to deal with that before. Poor Holden. He's so naive. He'll uh, be killing people soon enough. Soon enough, you'll be killing people all the time. He on Earth, to kill Amos last time. He was like, I don't know. Yeah, I, he, I still don't know if he was ready to pull that trigger. Holden's like wavering between trying to be a badass and like, like, why did you kill that guy? Why did you do that? Um, Couldn't so, you like talk to him? He's, he's like trying to be Picard. He's trying to be a bit like Picard, yeah, for sure. On Earth, uh, we're uh, walking into the UN. Uh, facility and they're talking that fred uh, johnson uh knew about these fusion drives and and uh christian's like kind of saying like this has got to be fred johnson's thing on tycho station and um the uh air rights guy uh the, the u.n secretary guy he's basically says oh yeah so these drives were built on earth but they were taken to Tycho to be uh put on uh, fred johnson's ships and we're gonna we're gonna nail this guy and uh 
we can see Christians kind of like going, that doesn't add up. I'm pretty sure the Navu is an opposite of a stealth ship. Just, just right, saying. Right. Yeah. So he, uh, so sh- you see it go across her face, and and uh, Airite kind of goes, everything okay? And she goes, I'm sorry, uh, the death of Franklin still is affecting me, uh, um, but I'll be okay. And says, let's let's nail this uh, Fred Johnson guy. And he's like, I like this side of you. So. Uh, so she's still fooling him, but she's putting the dots together in her head. She's she's smart. I, I like her a lot. She's, oh yeah, she's definitely. And then she's like realizing that she is like losing the upper hand um, with the information she's got. So she's got to like play dumb, which right. which kind of sucks. But at least she's she knows enough to do that. Yeah, you, she's smart enough to play dumb and lay low for a bit until she gets more info and read the room. <laughs> Right, exactly. Read the room is out. You always got to read the room. Uh, back on Eros, um, they're in the mech shafts and they're just getting lost. And uh, Semi is kind of like nagging uh, Naomi, like, you don't know where you're going. Just tell us if you don't. But she finds the OPA map that's been kind of scratched into the wall and she's then she can kind of figure out where she wants to go. So uh, we're going from there. And then uh, Holden Miller, our. Um, we jump back to them and they're in the emergency. Uh, they hear that the emergency system that's been playing over and over again is stopped. And, uh, so they're like, well, good. I guess that that's over, which uh, just making a joke because obviously it's all bullshit. Uh, then Miller starts throwing up more and, and he uh, catches it. Yeah, He's exactly. Like, oh, and then, uh, there's this, and then like Holden's like, what's this thing that the CPM guys were building? It's like this like broadcast or some like scientific station that's there. They don't know what it's there for. So I was like, what is this? And then they notice that the, uh, the, the train cars start moving. It goes back online. And when they open up the, the door to one of these, they just find just tons of these guy, uh, people, of arrows that are infected, just like Julie. You see that that blue, um, like blue veins and stuff like that Crystals. coming out. Yeah, yeah. And they all start crawling out. They're like, "Oh, let's get the fuck out of here!" So, um, zombies in space. <laughs> so, and then we go back to the mech shafts with uh, Naomi and Amos and Alex, and uh, they hit another dead end. So things are still getting frustrating there. And, and Simi's uh, just giving her shit. Semi's just, yeah, I, I like Semi in the beginning, but I don't know, Semi kind of turned into a giant asshole. Um, then we jump over to Julie Mao, and they're, like, turning on these lasers on her. Uh, I don't know if it's something to start um, making her uh, infection airborne, because then we start seeing, like, little, like, uh, dots show up. Like, they're, like, not dots, but, like, uh, spores coming. spores, yeah. Coming out, so and then uh, back into the, uh, the the mech shafts. There's this as they're going through, they look up into a vent, and there's this dead guy who just starts drooling blood down on one of the guys that are following him. And one of the little girls uh, that's with them, Molly, freaks out and she runs. And uh, Naomi tries to go after her and calm her down. And says, you got to be brave. I know you're brave. Let's let's just get through this kind of thing. Um, and then uh, back to Miller and uh, and uh, James, and they find two CPM guys, and they just kind of shoot them and take them out and take their clothes. And the clothes you put uh, in your motorcycle. And then they hear some noise, and then uh, James is going to go check that out. And what James finds is it's the uh, that um, spy, it's a rat guy. Uh, 
Kenzo. And uh, Kenzo's like, look, you know, I know we had our issues in the past, but, you know, uh, you you know, know I know I, you're... I a, didn't know they were going to shoot at us. <laughs> I, I know you're a good guy. You're a good man that you wouldn't do, you know. And then uh, uh, James Holden just fires his gun over his head a couple times and scares him away. And, and Kenzo takes off. So he's basically like, fuck off. And we get the scene just uh, with Miller just looking at him like, I don't know what that was, but that looked pretty crazy. So <laughs> Miller's uh, like, you waste bullets not putting them into people? Yeah. What that's a fuck? stupid, what the fuck stupid is wrong way to do it. Um, and then we get... You shoot at uh, someone, you, you, you try to hit them. Yeah, then we get Molly... Um, Back, uh, she she finds a family or friend in the mech shafts, and they decide to go. She decides to go with them, and you know, um, and, and Naomi's like, if you go, because they're going to go to a hospital. He's like, if you go with them, you know, you're you're going to die. You guys are all screwed. And, I've read the script. I know what's happening. You guys are screwed. Come with <laughs> us. And uh, so yeah, they but they they don't listen to her, and they take the little girl with her, and that's the last time. It's kind of a haunting scene because you kind of know that. Things are going to go well for her. You know Naomi's right. Yeah, I know. Naomi's always right. So, um, and then uh, further on, oh, side point too, that guy who got that blood dropped on him, one of the other guys from Eros that they kind of like was tagging along. It's funny. He goes, what happened to that that other guy? He goes, he didn't make it. Amos says that. Amos, yeah. Amos basically must have just taken the guy out. He's like, Amos, "Yeah, fuck you." You. Yeah, Amos must have given him some bullets. He's like that. Whatever, because what, that blood dropped on him, and he probably saw that. He's like, "Yeah, you ain't following us." So actually, um, he didn't but, hear any shots. So he probably just strangled him. He probably did. And then, um, but some of the people that was with Molly's group, uh, she decided they decided to go with them to get off the, sh- the, 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 uh, get off arrow. So, um, <laughs> you chose wisely. And then, uh, they get to another dead end, but then, you know, and they're like, what the fuck? I thought you knew we were going Naomi. And then Alex kicks open this like great. And it's a big shaft that goes right down to where they need to go. So they're going to head down. Woo-hoo. Um, then we have, then we get a scene with Christian and her husband back on Earth, and uh, they're sitting there talking about everything that's transpired. And she wants her husband to go to Luna and take the little kids with her uh, with them. And uh, they might try to assassinate me here. You yeah, because they go away. Yeah, it, well, and then she's very brave, obviously, because she knows what's at play here. And says, if Airite killed Franklin, you know that they might come after you. And then she goes. Says ah, that's okay. I'll play the stubborn old woman, too blind, uh, eyes locked on the uh, locked on yesterday's game to see the world has passed uh, passed her by. But knowing that she she knows what's going on, so that's the part she's going to play. She's going to, like you said before, she's going to play dumb until you know she can she can act. And t- yeah, until she has the opportunity of advantage. And um, yeah, and I gotta just say the scene, Christian looks gorgeous in the scene she just looks so beautiful I'm she like, what is, the fuck? I, she just i, I want to know what she eats like what her <laughs> what she does when she's not <laughs> acting like well, how was, many cigarettes she smokes yeah. no she just eats them she doesn't smoke them oh she eats she's <laughs> a tobacco eater yeah, yeah she's just like she just eats a, yeah, i mean because that'd be i would i would like to know what her her life regiment is like it was it was really funny uh uh 
Kaylee's mom is reading the books, and so um, Kaylee was like, "Well, in the show, this this is the character, and this is who plays her." She's like, "I want to be her when she grows up." <laughs> yeah, no, she's. I just looked up. She's sixty eight. Yeah, she's almost seventy. That, that's impressive. She looks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then. Um, then uh, Naomi and uh, Amos and everyone else, Alex, they get to the Razdante and they're, they're getting everything kind of like settled in. So they, they finally get to their ship. Uh, Miller and uh, Holden uh, run into uh, like this huge scuffle between CPM and other security system. Uh, so these belters and they start, they just realize that they're not going to let them out uh, these uh, these belters out who are working with CPM, and they uh, Miller gets involved and he starts kind of like he's, throwing he's, out. He's in the back, like basically trying to start a riot. It's great. He starts a riot by screaming out, "They ain't gonna ever listen to us. They're always gonna hold us back." You know, like yeah. you know, basically all the all the slogans that the belters know because he knows them well because he's heard them all. Well, he's, um, he's, been, he's helped quell the riots against the OPA, so he knows he knows what they say. He knows the script for uh, their- we. Yeah, and we see uh, the the guy that uh, that put that spike through um, uh, Holden's partner, uh, no, Miller's, Cothari. Miller's partner. I, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Miller's partner. Yeah, uh, we see uh, see him in the crowd. So um, he's there somehow. We don't know how he got there, but there well, he is. Um, Anderson Dawes was uh, recruiting people, um, and he sent Anderson Dawes sent them uh, to be because because uh, remember is there one of the earlier episodes like. Uh, I think Miller was saying a whole bunch of the the riot gear had been stolen, mm-hmm. and it was stolen by Anderson Dawes to give to these people from on series there to go be uh, these security people. So it was a whole mm-hmm. bunch of people from series. It wasn't just the one guy. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah. So uh, they start this huge firefight between the two groups, and they're just shooting, and everyone getting shot, and Miller and Holden just taking out guys and trying to hide from all the other you know, people shooting. They're trying to get to the elevator. It's great. And they finally get to the elevator, and uh, they this, call uh, the guy over. It's like, come here. Come on. Kathari, come over here. We'll and then he just you. shoots him. <laughs> and then he shoots him, and he says, he had it coming. <laughs> Long story. Long story, exactly. Uh, they finally get down to the airlock to the Razdante, and they're like, they're just, they got the radiation sickness, they're dying, they can barely even stand anymore. And uh, <laughs> Amos comes up to the porthole. Well, it's just before, just before that, he goes, um, yeah, Holden goes, oh, we made it. And, and Miller goes, I was never worried. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and Miller, Miller hallucinates seeing Julie Mal uh, come out of the uh, Rosinante. And he goes, like, he You're goes beautiful. beautiful. And it's Amos standing there. He's like, Amos is there. You guys look like shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amos is great. Um, oh, we should back up real quick. Uh, I forgot to mention that. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is important. So uh, on the ship. Uh, semi semi is there and he's like Gotta let's go get underway. now let's go let's leave now and he says no we have to wait for a holden he's gonna be here soon he'll be here and he's like no let's just start out i can uh, release the clamps we get out of here and uh he's like not taking no for an answer and naomi's like we are not leaving and uh it looks he's like even, amos is gonna listen to him he's like uh, he's like you know let's get start the engines let's get going amos and then amos because it just walks over and then he just blows semi, uh, just kills him, kills him right there. And it's funny because you, for a second, you think Naomi got shot, 
because Amos is holding the gun at at Naomi, but what, yeah. he does, what he doesn't realize that uh, that Amos is pulls a gun and just shoots him in the back, so and I kills mean, kills Semi right away. Yeah, that was a great moment of tension because because I mean the la- um, I guess not the last episode, but the episode before you've seen that fallout starting to the rift starting to seemingly build between Amos and Naomi, and then it, and other part in the early in this episode it seemed like Amos was listening to Semi more. And then he's right. like, "Oh, we gotta, we gotta leave." And he's like, "I was like, okay." <laughs> and then it's like, "Oh shit, is he gonna turn on Naomi completely?" Thank goodness he didn't. But uh, it was, it was great. And he, he calls her boss again. He's back in good graces with her. But she, I don't, and she has like a look of horror on her face. Like you didn't have to kill him. Like you could have like just subdued him at most, you know. So yeah, but I mean, like I mean, Naomi was horrified uh, because I think she's. She's remembering what Holden said, like get the animal back on his leash, and yeah. uh, I guess I guess she never thought of Amos as an animal before, and maybe she's a little bit haunted by what Holden said, and then seeing how Amos acted in that situation. I mean, right. Amos made the probably made the right call because I mean, why take the chance of him? Like, the guy's a police officer; he's probably knows how to fight. So I mean, mm-hmm. Amos is probably trying try to take it the least risk as possible. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So then, uh, Miller and Holden uh, get on the on the ship, and they're getting treated now for uh, radiation poisoning. Uh, Amos mentions to uh, Miller that I shot semi, semi, so I killed him. And like, <laughs> Miller's like, what? <laughs> what? But he's too tired and dying to care. Dying to yeah, just do anything at the moment. And this is an uh, Alex can't get the uh, the Residente out of the uh, the the. Um, docking clamps and he's like you know fuck this uh gas hauler shit and he's just lets it rip off as he flies away from it so uh it just tears off the ship and uh and they start taking off after dresden's ship that's left the uh arrows dresden's ship is heading to thoth station and then uh we get the ending with kenzo wandering around on arrows and comes across this weird uh, the the um, those spores it's flowing around and then they start taking his shape and looking like him and then while he's like what the fuck is this and he's like freaked out all of a sudden these like weird tentacle vines come and rip him and just pull him off the ground and that's the last we see of him and uh, he's sucked into this uh, whatever the proto molecules turning into yeah kind of like kind of like the ship engine on the Anubis just, yes. like, just making congealed mess of people. And that's how season one ends. Um, Woo! Cool stuff. It's nuts. And the thing is, that's not even the end of the book. And that's still like a crazy good ending for like a show. I mean, they did really, really good. Absolutely. Uh, Do we want to get into uh, Holly's thoughts real quick? Oh, absolutely. We'll get to that right now. So altogether, I'm really enjoying The Expanse. Uh, These these two episodes that are going to be discussed today, I really liked that the ninth episode was kind of like not necessarily a recap of the season, but it was a it was a recap with the backstory of what was happening on the other side, which was cool. I really yeah. liked that. That was fun. Um, and and then episode ten, you know, uh, very crazy. Yes, very informative, at least, um, you know, th- it's coming to a head. The The story's getting really juicy. And, well, two or three um, heads because of all the radiation, right? 
Right, exactly. So I really like the prospect of, wow, this is actually a cliffhanger. Like, that's nice. So Eros became like the sewer in Futurama where all the mutants live? (laughs) (laughs) I just remember the first time that was on, they had like some guy was playing guitar and his G-string broke on the guitar. He goes, do you know how long it's going to take till someone flushes down a G-string? Oh my God, I was laughing so hard. Oh, I get G-strings all the time. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, guitar ones? (laughs) Oh, not that kind of G-string. Oh my. Not that G-string string um but yeah i i'm really i really enjoyed it um you know we talked last week or the last time i was on at least about amos really growing on me uh it was nice like a tumor like you know like like will happen when you are exposed to mass amounts of radiation (laughs) but i liked to see that he kind of well i don't want to spoil the episode of if if this is going to be aired before the Oh, no, we'll we'll put it in, like, after the discussion. Okay, okay. Um, I like like that he's kind of back to now following Naomi, what, Nagata? Is that her last name? Yes, yeah, and and then some... Because I don't think she exactly what she wanted when he when she asked him to uh, when take care of this or what is well the, he just the he just said one. he's like yeah, we're not going we're waiting for like, them right and then he was like I don't know uh, fuck you dude you don't get to boss me around yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah no I like to see I like to see that that almost feels like their their friendship is gonna be okay it was fun I. I had something friend. else I wanted to say, but I don't remember what it was. Um, Christian, I think I'm really excited to see what she does because I think she's about to play the fool because I think she's in a now that, you know, the whole statement about Earth being behind it. I think she's got some ideas and I think things have clicked into place and I think she's going to play the naive part and kind of figure out what they're actually doing. And try to stop it. I don't know. She seems like she's going to be a good guy. But she she walks this line of good and bad that it could go either way. Oh, I know. It's great. She's awesome. Yeah. 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 But that's pretty much where I'm at. I'm excited to, to go on to the next season. Um, I felt that they did a really good job with ending this, ending the first season. I thought that it was a good way to to keep you pulled in. Because it wasn't like... There's this big bad, and oh, there's the resolve. It was like, okay, this is just about this is about to get worse. <laughs> yeah, it just gets weirder this and is, weirder. This is what the expanse is. Things just get worse and worse and worse. And right. it's funny because it starts off, you're like, well, you know, the expanse, it's kind of a shitty, grimy world. And then it just gets worse and crazier and weirder. Yeah. You know? It's pretty cool. Yeah. But oh, it's I, great. What about you? I mean, I know David is like obsessed. Yeah, you're even expanse. you're even reading the books now, <laughs> yeah, aren't you? I, I'm, I'm listening to the audiobooks, Yes. Nice. <laughs> so, awesome. so um, in in that first bit where she's stuck in the Anubis, she was in the locker for like seven or eight days. If I right. remember reading in the book right, yeah, that's so, a long time. It's a she was pissing all over everything. Uh Oh, yeah, maybe like not. The, maybe 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 only for the first day, and after that, you kind of run out of pee. Well, the thing right. was, she, she found a spacesuit, and she was like, she like ripped the spacesuit apart inside the locker so she could get that the water and that, and yep, that she had to survive it. on that. But you know, 
she started then she used the bag to pee in and then like the bag ran out of room so it's just it was just or did bad. they did they detail this whole thing oh yeah it was like way detail like so the beginning part like got a lot more detail in it it's it's sort of like the flashback in, in episode nine but like way way more in depth is like that's the prologue the part where Julie's on the uh-huh. ship. It's really, really interesting. So the book has more detail. The book is more detail, but like the book just so far only bounces between after the prologue only bounces between Holden and um, and uh, Miller. No uh-huh. Christian hasn't come up at all in the book. Uh-huh. Maybe she's an added character for the show. I, 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 she might just be part like her. her like um, um, she'll probably be in in the books. In, in the second book, because of other mm-hmm. characters that she runs into, but um, yeah. because they cross with the uh, other other cast. But um, how many books are there? There's there's a lot. Eight books. Really? Looking about line. There's, there's got to be like five or is it? Yeah, I was going to say eight six or seven. Out. But uh, the yeah. ninth one's supposedly coming later this year, and I think there's like three or four novellas and a couple short stories. So like, I'm assuming. Um, I mean, I don't know because I haven't read them and I haven't read all the synopsis. I'm assuming one of the novellas is about Christian and it fills in what she does in season one because, I mean, she's in and it like so much. like her child's incident. Yeah. So, I mean, so much of her is in season one. Like, it must come from somewhere. So, I'm, I, either the yeah. writers just wrote her in um, more, more of a backstory for the show or it's in a novella form somewhere. Gotcha. Or, or, or they have her backstory in one of the other books. I, I don't know. Um, but... Uh, uh, so far, it's basically it's books been interesting. It keeps bouncing back and forth between specifically. It's just it's it's um it's kind of like written like Game of Thrones, or it's from the p- character POV, and it's just between those two characters the entire mm-hmm. time so far. Nice. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Cool. Well, I think it's great that you recommended that we do the Expanse because this has been really fun, and um, there are like four seasons right now, fifth right? Is, current. Current fifth has been filmed, and it's not uh, released. Not released yet. Um, I mean, I think the season four came out December twenty fifteen. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean not twenty fifteen, twenty nineteen. And uh, <laughs> I was going to say that's kind of a long time. <laughs> so, so presumably, season five will be out. You know, December twenty twenty. Uh, yeah. Depending on how bad COVID has wrecked it, but I mean, as far as I know, they're yeah. Done, as far as they I know, they hold on to it. They're done filming, as far as I'm aware. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah, and and I don't know if Amazon's picked it up for future seasons. I really hope I really hope they do because it's so good. And it is like really cool. and like you know, I was on the edge of my seat at the end of the last season. I'm just like, oh my god, they better not cancel this. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah, I, I really hope they see it through to the to the end. And the writers, I mean, the the the, the first book came out in 2012, I think. So I mean, mm. like they're they've got a much better track record than George R. R. Martin for actually writing books. And yeah, get, get, well, them. it's a, it's a duo working together, so that's yes. a good thing. So that's they're that, not. That like, is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so Very cool. Well, Holly, I know you got to run, and uh, we appreciate that you came and stopped by and talked about this. But we're uh, we're going to have to jump into next season together, and I think it's just going to be you and I next time. I think so, yeah. Because Dave's got other important things to do. I'm getting hitched! <laughs> I mean, we could just record the wedding and then put that out as an episode and be like, oh guys, my we're God. not <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I have no privacy. You're a social celebrity, Dave. Everybody deserves to be I'm at your wedding. I'm a social celebrity to a hundred people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, don't talk down to our hundred listeners. No, no, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that. I mean, I'm probably not even a celebrity to them. It's like, oh, I'm just the guy they listen to once in a while that they keep secret. <laughs> no. Right, right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, guys. I love talking with you, and I will talk to you again next week. Sounds All right, good. Cool. All right. Have a great show, guys. Thanks. Thank you. So, Aaron, what did you think about these last two episodes? Don't take our word for it. Yes. Thanks for that, Holly. That's awesome. Yeah, so there's a lot to consider here of what went down uh in the last two episodes and dave um obviously you're you're far ahead i'm a little further ahead but not that far ahead how far, um, how far are you now i still think i'm in mid second season i okay, I, so I, really- I i haven't got i haven't got much further but um maybe i'm what, in third what, i can't remember what uh has uh i can't well i don't want to bring it oh, up yeah because okay, i i'm just trying to i was just trying to figure out if you're in season uh has Naomi started acting weird? Naomi always acts. This uh, last episode, yeah, this episode where she knows the shafts of arrows and she knows like the mech shafts. Like someone says, like you're full of surprises. Well, no, like yeah. there's a huge tonal shift in how Naomi starts acting at, uh, when the second book starts. Oh, like I, I noticed it immediately. Like it, m- more so than anything else. Like no, I know. I, I guarantee you from the beginning. After I got more information as as we saw more with Naomi, I knew there's more going on with her. I don't know what it is. I'm not there yet, but I know there's something going on with Naomi. Nobody that resourceful, everything should yeah. know as much and be as competent as she is. Well, it's just weird. I mean, like because the books and the seasons don't necessarily the books and the Jive, seasons don't right. don't don't end at the same places. Because like I can't remember what episode season. I mean, book two starts during season mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. I think it's around three or four. I, I don't remember. It, it's all just blending together in my head. It's hard to separate, but. Mm. Watching the show, like there's like a definite feeling of different stuff happening. Like it, it, you can, there's a tonal shift when a, when a new book starts, and you can definitely tell when it's a new book versus the previous book. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 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 very noticeable. Uh, at least for me, I I could definitely feel it uh, being a tonal shift from one book to the next, and especially Na- uh, Naomi and even Holden's character a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. It changes a good bit in season two. Have you heard? Have you seen Ganymede yet? Uh, honestly, I don't remember. Okay. I, 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 you know, it's been like a couple weeks. I just got busy and I couldn't watch anymore right now. So I, I, I can't remember the episodes I watched. So, yes. When you start seeing stuff about Ganymede, that's the beginning of the second book. Mm, okay. Uh, no, I love, I love these two episodes. I love how everything kind of coming together and the insanity. Um, horrifying uh, the sound of Eros and as everyone's getting infected and have radiation poisoning and then this protomolecule infection. Uh, just the sound, the ambient sound. I don't know if you heard that while listening to the episodes, just echoing through all the the hallways and the streets. Well, the sound of arrows comes up in season two. Oh, does it? Yeah. Well, the uh, the kid, the kid uh, who got thrown out the uh, the holler, and that random shot, and you didn't realize it. the kid who stole the water in season one. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's he listens to arrows. Like it's like it becomes like a music sensation. <laughs> oh 
right. Like people yeah. listen to it. It's really weird. Yeah. Miller's like this. This counts as music. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, the music. I mean, the sound of Eros is really haunting. It's kind of cool sounding though. It's really weird. Yeah, it's like a horror story. But so and that, and then um, I don't know. Just uh, it's you know, it's just a cool to watch Miller and and uh, Holden go through their radiation poisoning and try to. Uh, you know, slog their way through arrows to get to the ship. It was pretty cool to sit, watch that. And the only thing I know. thought was weird about that was that, uh, it was just Miller coughing up crap. Holden seemed like he was more or less fine. Uh, we got a little bit just before he went into to start uh, encounter Kenzo. A little bit. Yeah. But like, but not much. Yeah. I didn't get as much, you know, maybe that was off screen or something. Um, yes. I, I don't know, but, um, yeah, so that that was all fun. Uh, like I said, Naomi seems like she's got more going on there. Um, I know uh, that we'll get more information about what that uh, Dresden is working on with uh, with Mao, Julie's mother. I mean, father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I know further along we'll get more information on that in season two. But um, you're just like, what the fuck? You know, like he, he sees a picture of his uh, daughter, and you know, yeah, he sheds a tear, but it's like. Dude, you're a one fucking cold-hearted asshole. Well, but all, yeah, he is. So, uh, and he is just. Uh, but you know, they had a big falling out. I mean, Julie's been running with the Belters long enough to be considered a Belter. I mean, right. in the episode nine, the flashback, you know, like oh, she's an Earther. The other guy's like, no, she's earned being a Belter. So she's right. been with the OPA long enough to like earn some serious respect. I mean, right. Hell, I mean, Holden gets tons of shit, and he's been away from Earth for twelve years. Right, exactly. Well, yeah, because they just they just assume that because you're from Earth, you're a piece of shit, you know. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah so Julie Mail hasn't been away for that long, presumably. I mean, she's no, but she's done. What well, seems like she's done more. Well, so, yeah, I mean, she's definitely for the, the OPA, OPA activist for sure. Hashtag OPA activist. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's it's uh, it, but it's uh, really cool, and this the way it ends. Uh, is really interesting because you do get to see, obviously, um, they then finally get away from Eros. But then, what's happening on Eros at the vet last scene with Kenzo getting, you know, taken by that uh, vine, monster, protomonster yeah. monster is is terrifying. So you're just like, what the fuck is happening? So yeah, it's it's some cool stuff, and like it just gets weirder and crazier as as it goes forward. And we've come we've come from. Uh, you know, small street like crimes to uh, international space um, conspiracies to almost going to warfare, and now we're talking full out weird horror. sci-fi horror creatures coming, uh, you know, taking over the station. You know, so uh, it it just builds very quickly within ten, ten episodes, and and really, it they don't miss a beat. It, so much stuff happens. It's it is crazy. Like we've been covering these episodes like way quicker than we cover some Star Trek episodes. But like, well, we're doing two at once. Yeah, yeah, we're doing two at once, which we don't usually do. But but I mean, there's so much happens. But I mean, also it's like it's 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 simple too to kind of break down. But like their episodes are just so dense, and there's lots of jumping around, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it it does. It's such. I mean, the thing is like, it, and it spans so many genres. Like it, it does space, it does politics, it does you know like the weird sci-fi horror a little bit. Like it's it's spanning all these different genres at once. So it's got potentially really wide appeal. Like I don't think I've talked to anyone who's seen the Expanse that, that's hated it. 
or that like, yeah. it's either like they've seen it and they love it or they've never heard of it. It's really yeah. Weird. If you haven't seen it, then I can understand you don't. You're kind of dismissing it because it's just like oh, it's just another it's, random show that's on. Yeah, it's but it's it's thing. much it's much better than that. Yeah, I mean, so like, I mean, if you're a Star Trek fan, Star Wars fan, like you just you just yeah, you gotta watch it. I mean, like I don't I just. I feel like there's a lot of appeal for the expanse. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, even if you're not super into sci-fi, I mean, Kaylee's not super into sci-fi, and I was like begging her to watch the expanse for like months, and then we finally watched it, and she got sucked into it, and she was like, "Can we watch more expanse?" <laughs> I was like, yeah. "Yes, no, it's cool. Yes, yeah, we, yeah. yes, we can watch more expanse." So we finished the whole show in like a, like two or three weeks. Awesome. Like we we binged it uh, pretty good. So uh, it's. It's great, and then even rewatching it has been fantastic. Like just picking up on the new little thing, little nuances, characters. I mean, it's it's worth like I don't know, like with Discovery and and Picard. Like I don't, I mean, like I don't think I pick up anything too new. Like but rewatching it over and over and over, but and I feel like it'd be a drag. But the Expanse, I'm I'm still loving watching it over and like I and I I don't know if I said I think I said this earlier during uh, the chat with Holly that I actually am reading the first book now right yeah so like i mean i'm just i love this so much i just want it all i want to take in as much expanse as i can i want to consume as much of it because it's just fantastic storytelling great characters uh interesting story and each book's a little bit different i mean like i mean there's definitely big tonal shifts as the books go on and as the overarching story goes on and i don't know like it's it's one serialized show that I can probably come back to, um, yeah, a lot more than some other serialized shows. Oh, absolutely, yeah, it's very interesting and so just well done. It's, it's, it's uh, you're you're given like the street view, which is cool, and then you're also given sort of it's like it's it, the stories are told in a humanized way, so it's not so overarching that you can't like identify what's happening. You know, I could see this. I could see Expanse going in a way if it was poorly written to be more like Phantom Menace, where you're just like, okay, how? Do, but how do these characters fit into it, kind of thing? You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like you're just this is a big pol- political story, but you know these characters are barely tagged onto it. These characters are embedded into it, and they're actually moving things forward, whether they know they are or not. You know? So yeah, I mean, it's just it's, I it's just. It's hard to explain how good this show is, especially to someone who's not seen it before. Because it's right. hard. I mean, it's it's. I, I don't know. I mean, how would you explain this to somebody else? Because there's so much. Like it is. It, it it it's science fiction, yes, but it also like it's the political notes. It's got the conspiracy notes for people who are into like mysteries. Like, and it's got sort of like this weird monster sci-fi horror thing a little bit. I mean, it's not heavy, but I mean, it touches all these little genres. I think it's. I think it's kind of hard to explain the expanse to people. Yeah, it's kind of like has everything other than you know, like it's it's more of a hard sci-fi. So it's like there's it's not like there's not a lot of fantasy elements. Like so, you're not going to get like a force kind of like power. You're not going to get you know lightsabers. You're not going to get anything that probably wouldn't exist. Yeah, I mean, I usually lead that it's like a realistic take on science fiction. That's kind of how like I, I lead with when I try to tell people, oh, The Expanse is great. It's kind of a realistic take on the sci-fi genre. Yeah, and we're, I mean, we're not even out of the solar system yet. I mean, they talk about it with the Nauvoo, but as but far it, as we know, I mean, maybe maybe ships have left the solar system, but well, they're technically, not. The, te- technically, Epstein's ship has probably left the solar system. Right. Because <laughs> right, he's yeah, just yeah. flying and flying, and just his, his corpse is just flying until it runs out of fuel. 
Oh, the thing is, even when it runs out of fuel, the inertia will still, you know, inertia will just keep flying. Yeah, he'll, yeah. yeah he'll, he'll keep going until he hits something. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's so freaking, it's just so cool. It's just, it's just a cool character's cool storyline, uh, keeps you just, uh, interested constantly. So, yeah. And I, love it. I mean, it's yeah. not, it's not, I mean, I, I, I don't even want to like compare it to Firefly cause it's not really like Firefly, but it, it kind of is in a way cause it's a small crew. I mean, it's a smaller crew than Firefly. I mean, it's, yeah, it it's, is. Yeah. It's a small main cast. I mean, you got and more, more limited to where they can go and what they can do, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. It's, it's like, I, I don't want to compare it to Firefly because it's not really like Firefly in most of the ways. It has echoes of Flare, Firefly in a there. Little a little bit. Like, yeah. Amos definitely echoes Jane a little bit, except for Jane wants power and Amos doesn't. But they're very similar archetype uh, other than that. And I, it's, I don't know. It's, I, I mean, you guys listen. Like, if you are big Expanse fans, how do you guys like pitch the Expanse? Send that to us in an email. It's at theholics at yahoo.com or join our Facebook group. Like, I want to know, like, your guys' you know, What's how do you sell this show to other people? Because I mean, like I just say it's great, and it's, it's hard to explain why it's so great for for me. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know if it's hard to explain. I just think it's just one of those shows that just it's a very it's more realistic than most. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even more realistic than Star Trek, honestly. Yeah, uh, Star Trek's got some great stories involved in it, but it's not. It's so far in the future. It's like. Um, the way things work don't always, you know, like you, you never have to worry about gravity. Yeah. You know, because all the ships have gravity. They have, you know? they, they have, you know, their their gravitational plating. They've got inertial dampeners, so you don't experience G-forces the same way. And, you know, I, I've seen the authors of The Expanse talk about how they didn't like how Star Trek has them moving, you know, ten times the speed of warp, and they just stop, and then nothing happens to them. But, right. I mean, I, I, I mean, warp doesn't technically work that way. Warp isn't acceleration. Right. So I mean, exactly. they're, so they're not really going anywhere and or stopping. I mean, with impulse they are, but I guess that's what inertial dampeners are for. And I mean, they, they start, Star Trek is science its way out of all these problems. But some people don't like that because they don't feel like it's realistic because they don't. They, people don't think it'll ever really happen. So I mean, they're. I mean, they're probably right. It's not going to happen any time in our lifetime. But I mean, Expanse's technology theoretically is like maybe right. within our lifetime. Um, Possibly. Know, yeah. I mean, like. I mean. As soon as we can figure out fusion, and if they don't keep pushing out fusion forty years in the future, continually, if they actually do figure that out, like soon, I mean, this could be a thing because I mean they're they're using fusion drives, right, right, um, fusion powered drives. So, I mean, if if fusion happens in our lifetime, expanse style ships could theoretically happen in our, in our lifetime, which is kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I, I'm super into this. I'm totally invested. I love the expanse. I love talking about, it, especially after we've done our foray into Picard. You know, you have to remember, like, just to talk about Picard for a second. You know, yeah. we did a whole, you know, what ten episode? Did, I think more than ten uh, episodes preamble leading, leading up. Preamble so to, to Picard. And then ep- Picard was 10 episodes long. And, you know, so we're about 20 episodes in Picard or whatever, you know, in that ballpark. I don't know yeah. how long it was, but it was it was quite a while. And honestly, I mean, Picard just could have been a lot better in a lot of manners. And this, you know, the expanse here is taking off with no... Um, no pre-existing n- franchise. 
Yeah, no, no franchise, no groundwork already laid out. Other than Maybe the books, I, I mean. Well, that's what I mean. But I mean, there, you sit down to watch Expanse. If you, unless you've watched, read the books, you don't know anything about it. And you, you're sitting down and you're you're watching this and you're just getting into it and loving it. And with Picard, you know, you have 50 years of Star Trek, and then you're watching it and you're like, okay, that's kind of neat or that's interesting, but. What about this aspect? What about that? And there's like gaps that aren't filled in or things aren't really told well. And it's just it's frustrating because, you know, we had high expectations for that. And within 10 episodes of Expanse, I feel like I got like such a huge epic story. And the story's not even finished yet. Yeah, it's it's and we're not even done with book one. Like it, it's such a different it's such a different take. Like ten episodes feels like so much has happened, and then with Picard, it felt like nothing happened. I mean, yeah. polar opposites on how the show is 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 set up and done. And and for all you out there who might be new to the podcast because you you weren't Star Trek fans and you're you are fans of the Expanse, you're listening to us because of the Expanse. Um, I mean, we kind of dropped the moniker a Star Trek podcast because we're going to be more than a Star Trek podcast. We definitely want to cover The Expanse, maybe Wheel of Time. We've been covering Dune. I mean, we're, we want to just spread into a, a more of a wide sci-fi thing. But no matter what we talk about, we'll probably always be talking about it through the lens of Star Trek fandom and being right. Star Trek fans and comparing it to Star Trek. Because Star Trek, we eat, breathe, and sleep. And like it's, and because we're so embedded in Star Trek, we can't can't help but compare because that's our that's our framework, and that's where most of our two hundred episodes prior to this had been about. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Star Trek. So a lot, um, a lot of Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, if yeah, I mean, we're still going to do Star Trek, and we're still going to do you know all the things that we've been doing, but we're going to do more general sci-fi and stuff that we're excited about. Hopefully, some newer stuff um, when new sci-fi movies come out. Like uh, I know, Aaron, you said you wanted to do Tenet. And uh, oh yeah, that, that looks amazing. That, that looks good. So um, you know, we'll probably do more comic book movies to you know keeping yeah you know, uh, in line with you know more modern things, just to hopefully reach a, a larger audience. But pretty much everything we'll be looking through like a little bit of a lens of Star Trek, like we're sure, doing now. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, is, is that is that? I mean, I mean, I mean, we bring in Star Trek up because we always do. <laughs> well, because Star Trek, we've talked Star Trek for over two hundred some episodes. So yeah, yeah absolutely. So it's just it's. I mean, I, I, I that's how I feel like, and it seems like you kind of feel the same way. Like we're going to be looking at most everything we talk about through a lens of Star Trek, and if we see a Star Trek connection, we'll probably make. It. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for 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 the most part, yeah, yeah, um, yeah good stuff. But and, um, and you know, the stark contrast is that Star Trek also was. I mean, we've also uh, uh, compared Game of Thrones to Star Trek. You know, serialized Star Trek as well, and Game of Thrones also had the the rich books to draw from for most of the TV show, not all of it. And The Expanse also has the books to draw from and the novellas uh, mm-hmm. to draw from. Uh, I haven't read the novellas; I've only started the first book, Leviathan Wakes. I, I presu- presumably, I don't know if you Expanse fans are out there. No, um, so far Christian hasn't been in the first first book, so I'm, I'm assuming there's a novella about her. Let me know if there is or not. I would love to read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's so much um, that we're going to be getting into and, and talking about between the two, and we'll compare them. So, if you're not Star Trek fans, we're sorry, but <laughs> Star Trek has been such a huge part of our lives, so it's going to come up. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, cool stuff. Well, guys, um, 
it's been exciting uh the first um season and we're going to jump into the second season soon uh i think we're gonna we'll see how things play out but it might be we're going to take a week off so we are going to have um uh i'm going on vacation holly's got some things happening and then dave i getting married getting married so he is uh he got stuff he's got stuff on his plate so i got plate uh, on my stuff (laughs) <laughs> so yeah so uh we might take a week off in between all this so uh but we'll uh obviously let you know you can follow us as always on uh twitter at syntaholics duo you can also catch up us on the uh, facebook page or facebook group page is facebook four slash groups four slash syntaholics join us there and you can you can tell us if there's more about the expanse we don't know um you can tell us uh, if our takes are right or wrong or something that we're missing while we're talking about all this. So we appreciate any of our thoughts or inputs. Um, you, as Dave said, you can email us if you have more thoughts and you, we'll even read your email on, on the show. If you give us permission, it's at uh, syntholics at yahoo.com. So you can hit us up there. And, and as always, if the show is something you feel that you uh, can support, uh, we much appreciate us. Uh, appreciate you going to our Patreon, Patreon for slash syntholics and uh, donating there. Well, Dave, uh, next time we'll talk, we'll be talking about Season 2. Season 2, yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Don't let the protomolecule get you. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. So uh, I'm excited, and this is some cool stuff. And, you know, these 10 episodes are amazing. I can only imagine the next 10 episodes are going to even be cooler. Season 2 is 13 episodes. Ooh, even better. 13. Yeah. Lucky 13. And season three is 13 episodes. <laughs> it wasn't so lucky it got canceled. But then oh, Amazon shit. brought it back. That's good. That was lucky. That was lucky. Well, guys, uh, for all that and more, please uh, tune in to us. And just remember, we also have our Dune series. You can check that out as well uh, as we do our book review of Dune. So you're welcome to chime in and let us know what you're thinking and what uh, is going on in your Expanse world or your Dune world. So we'd love to hear from you. And your Star Trek world, because we still care about that. Yeah, we do still care about that, yes. All right, guys. Until then... Live long and prosper, one and all. Well, McCoy, my boy, come mix me a drink. Before the night's over, I'll puke in the sink. And we'll cry till we laugh. And we'll both shit our pants. You're the best drinking friend I ever had. Season one. It's good. Ten episodes. Told the story. <laughs> Cool, buddy. That was was such a good call. Like, I didn't even, I, I I wasn't even thinking about that, Picard. But, but that was a great comparison. Oh, with Picard and and, um, ten episodes advance. Yeah, ten episodes. It felt like they went nowhere versus ten episodes. It's just like, oh my god. There's there's no comparison. I was thinking about because I was uh, watching this uh, last episode again uh, uh, today, and I was like. Uh, you know, I was like, man, Picard just went nowhere, and and the ending was so like, what? So I was just like, I don't know. I, I just think there's no comparison. Well, that, but that's what I mean. Like, it's just I didn't think about the comparison because there is no comparison. But comparing them just is just like, you know, it it just makes me like, wow, like this is what epic storytelling is, and then 
This is like, I don't even know what this is, Picard. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just like, it's like ten episodes of clever in-jokes and like hidden references. That Right, right. In-jokes right. and hidden references don't tell a story. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, like, they're great to have, but you gotta have a story to go along with it, please. And, Please you know, Picard. Picard definitely had some shining moments there, but they just didn't connect all the dots. What's and, a uh, dot? <laughs> uh, no, but we got a spot, too. We don't need dots. That's right. There's proto-molecules. Proto- proto-molecules. Man, it's, oh, man, Expanse is so so interesting. I, I can't wait to see what they're, how the next season's going to roll out and... Like I, I'm excited to get to the books. I mean, I'm hoping uh, I'll be able to finish the books before season six comes out. If there is going to be a season six, yeah, I wonder. Yeah, got to wonder how things are going to all tie up. If it will tie up or keep going. I mean, I, I mean, it's. I think it's planned out as nine. Mm-hmm. As nine main books. So I think. I think that's going to be the conclusion um, mm-hmm. of of the series. But um, God, I mean, I mean. It's such an interesting world. They could they could literally make spinoffs. I mean, they could do like a, I don't know. They could do an expanse the next generation, like have it a couple hundred years in the future, like to see what that would look like. You know what I mean? Like since it's so near future, they could do they could do a lot. I mean, like will we see a green Mars? You know, you know. Yeah, it'd be interesting, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, 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 they could do a lot of interesting stuff, and like I love how. <laughs> Like, I don't know, like, have you seen the episode where they talk about the Drake equation? Uh, I don't think I remember that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, was, I, I, I can't remember what show, what episode I left off at. I, I, just, I just don't remember off, off the top of my head. It was really funny. Like, uh, I, I, Kaylee rolls her eyes at me a lot of times by how much of a nerd I am. Uh-huh. And so, like, they show the Drake equation up on the screen. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, that's the Drake equation, and she, and then they say like, this is the, and then and then the show talks about the Drake equation, and she's like, how did you know? Because like, I, I do. I've watched videos on the Drake equation. <laughs> this is serious shit. I should I should know this stuff. I know this stuff. Yeah, it's it's really funny. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, like that's Drake. Like I'll recognize stuff that I know from the Expanse, and she's like, how do you know that? Why, why do yeah. you know that? It's really right. funny. Uh, just the looks I get from her sometimes, and like the depths of my nerddom. <laughs> the depths of my nerddom. Yeah, because it's like that's... I mean, because the, the I mean the Drake equation is a real thing. Oh yeah, of and course. The expanse, it is. And the expanse uses it. It's it's so great, man. No, it's awesome stuff. I love it. Um, and that's kind of I can't talk. Remember the episode where Cisco got put in the hot box? Oh yeah, yeah, Paradise. <laughs> yeah, uh, it feels like that in my place. We just got some fans going, and I got a window unit, air conditioner. I shut the door. Um, oh boy, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm, I'm refusing to turn things off. I'm moving things as far away and shutting doors or closing down doors um my washer dishwasher should be almost done on its cycle oh is your dishwasher really loud <clears throat> oh yeah i mean can can you hear it i hear a humming that's the dishwasher uh, but it sounds like a fan too so i don't know i mean there is a fan there but i my fan is near silent it's definitely the dishwasher that's making that noise oh right 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 cool or it might be, or it might be the air conditioner actually Oh, nice. Yeah, so... Uh, 
Holly said she's going to be up. Oh, man, it's hot. It's like hot box hot. My car said 103 earlier today. Yeah, it definitely seemed really, really hot today. So That's oh, brutal. I feel right. like I feel like Cisco in the hot box. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely quite toasty. 